0: Oh you beautiful people Here's what I want to do I want to take a few moments And I want to share What the Lord has laid on my heart For this church For this city I got this word And I've studied it And I've never preached it This is what he had The old preacher hot off the press But I know it's a word for inspire Because I'm telling you God's beginning to show me things I see more land I see more land And I see buildings going up Dr. Hurd and Pastor Andrew And Pastor Victor And all the other pastors I I see buildings going up And I just see incredible things Uh, I better get in the word of the Lord here But let let me let you be seated And let me talk to you for a few moments And I want to talk to you about kingdom men This is Father's Day and then I want to see a whole bunch of people get saved here today. I want to see a whole bunch of people healed in your bodies, and and if you're bound by any addiction, I want to see that broken off of you. And and uh, whatever financial woes you're facing, I want to pray with you today, wherever you are, and I want to believe with you for. Financial breakthroughs okay And you don't look If this is your first time here Don't feel out of place Don't feel embarrassed or uneasy We're all guests This is God's house And what he wants us to be at home When we come amen So let's go right to it And And I want to talk about kingdom men But I'm probably going to You know I'm not leaving the women out Okay but I want us to think about God's kingdom here, okay? You, do you know that really the first work that Jesus did and when, when he came to the earth, <clears throat> after he uh, left the carpenter shop and, and began his ministry, the first thing he did was to enlist people in his enterprise. What was that enterprise? Well, it was to rally them to come together and form a great company of society, a special society that he was developing. Okay. And, and that society would carry out his vision, goals and plans for the world. The name of that society. whoo, I feel Jesus. here The name of that society was called the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Now there have been a lot of people hoping and praying. That this kind of a society would be born in their midst. But it didn't happen until Jesus Christ came down to earth. Because when he came he defined the kingdom. And he set it in motion. And Jesus Christ made the kingdom of God. Building the kingdom of God. The greatest passion of his life. Now all reformers have a couple of three words that they use incessantly in order to embed that word in their mind. They reiterate it over and over indelibly until it's embedded in in the minds and thoughts of the history of their time. Jesus used these words over and over again, over a hundred times in the scripture, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. Can you say it with me? The kingdom of God. I want you to think about this. Okay. Now his kingdom that he was propagating deals with the real world. It doesn't deal with the surface surface world but it really deals with a world that's full of sin, full of trouble, full of tests, full of heartache, full of crime and weeping and full of suffering and full of cursing, famine, all these troubles. And then if you can feel it, sense it, then when you open up to Isaiah 61, You read the program that he had in mind for his kingdom. In Isaiah 61, in verse 1, he says, The Spirit of the Lord, there it is, is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. (laughs) He's anointed me to preach. That's slow today, isn't it? (laughs) Well, I can get it. Now look, guys, I went back and talked with you, some prayed with you, some prophesied over you. <laughs> I'm kidding. You. He's anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. Okay? He has sent me to heal brokenhearted people. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Think about that. And we've got them all in our city. We've got the poor. We've got the brokenhearted. We've got the captives. And the opening of the prison to those who are bound. We've got people in mental prisons, spiritual prisons, addicted prisons, amen. Divorce prisons to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. But look at this. Here's what his program does. He comforts all who mourns in Zion. <laughs> he consoles those who mourn in Zion. And he gives them beauty for their ashes. He gives them the oil of what? Joy for mourning. He gives them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Isn't that powerful and wonderful? I like that. Okay, so he wants them to be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So the key words of God's kingdom program, there's four of them. Liberty, comfort, beauty, and joy. And it just so happens to be that this is everybody's goal in life. I want liberty. I want comfort. I want to be happy. I want to feel, look, and I want to sense beauty in my life. Christianity wants everybody smiling. Wants everybody happy. The kingdom of God, this kingdom that Jesus is building, it has no externals. And here's what I mean. The usual methods for propagating a great cause uh, was entirely discarded by Jesus Christ. He didn't come with a sword. He declined the sword. Money... He had none Literature He did not u- use it The church The religious church disowned him The state Crucified him And so what did he do He looked around to a few good men He said come here follow me and I'm going to make you fish He looked and found some poor Good men and he planted His kingdom vision And anointing in the soil of their Hearts and then he sent them out It wasn't a big to-do wasn't un, It was unheralded But he sent them out to revolutionize the world You know how they did it? They did it just by being good common men They made friends They did good <laughs> and Some of them probably did some preaching Some of them probably did some laying hands and prophesying That was all good But you know, everything they did, they sold the seed of their anointing from the kingdom of God in the lives of the people they ministered. So when they died, their anointing lived on in the lives of the people they helped. Isn't that beautiful? So the principle of the principle of the kingdom of God is purely social. Now, let me say that again, because that's got to sink in the principle of the kingdom of God is what I call purely social because it's not done by commandment it's done out of contagion it's an anointing it's an exuberant anointing That you catch and you say, I want to help people. I want to change lives. I want to heal. I want to open the eyes. I want to set captives free. I want to win souls for Christ. See, it's not done out of commandment. It's done out of contagion. It's not done out of a fiat. It is done out of friendship. Matthew 13 and verse 33 says, The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until it was leavened. What happens when things leaven? They what? They rise, right? Men must live among men. But we must not, not only live among men, we must influence men. Here's why because too many organizations and even too many churches and even too many religious institutions and good institutions are too rigid for what is to flood the world. The greatest fluid for this world is you, man. It's you. War might've won some victories for Christ's cause, and and wealth might've purchased a passing triumph, and uh, political power might've gave him a temporary victory, but in all of these instances, there is no note of solidarity Uh, No immortality No universality But to live through To to live through the centuries And pervade the uttermost parts of the earth To be able to stand While kingdoms were teeter-tottering And civilizations were changing And churches were Fallen churches and crumbling creeds Jesus looked around and said You know what? the greatest place for me to build my kingdom is in the soil of good men's hearts. Too many opinions, not enough action. Jesus Christ does not ask me for my thoughts. He asks me for my work. No one has the right to postpone life For the sake of their thoughts. We've got a world that's dying and going to hell. So we don't need to be acting religious here anymore. We don't need. I don't like that singing. I don't like that preaching. I don't like that. I don't like that. Nobody has the right to postpone the call of God on your life for the sake of your thoughts. Why? Because we're living in a real world with real problems, ladies and gentlemen. And only real true anointing is going to be able to break the yoke. Are you saying, Lloyd, am I not supposed to think? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you've got to think in reality. You got to look at the world like it really really is and think of what the world is really like and look at all the depression and sin and and all the things that are going on around you and then pray for God to use you to remedy those situations. There are versions of Christianity which the self-respecting mind has no other choice but to disown because there are some versions of religion and Christianity that are dogmatic. They don't make sense. They're contradictory. Can I hear an amen? They're, uh, they're narrow-minded. They're unreal. They're, they're super theological. And the good old boy down the road, the brother down the street, he can't even find a place to live in reality in that kind of a world. And he can't even find a resting place for his thoughts. Jesus Christ had nothing to do with this kind of self-righteous religious teaching he come he combated it every with every word he said and every action he did. In fact, it seldom occurs to people who criticize the church and 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 who repudiate Christianity because it's narrow minded, it's self righteous, it's just another religion it's uh, impracticalness it's sanctimoniousness it's dull, it's boring but these were the very same things that Jesus Christ strove against and condemned himself he agrees with you Did you hear me? He agrees with you. Church is not supposed to be hypocritical. It's not supposed to be a perfect place for perfect people. He said, come on, that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Learn of me. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. And then Jesus takes the giant step. And the giant risk of taking that incredible sacred message of the kingdom and he placed it into the hands of common men. And I know he must have been thinking, Heavenly Father, can I really trust them with it? Or will they take this infinite, will they take this infinite luster and tarnish it? their worldly hands or their religious hands or will they take the great truths that I've taught them and I've demonstrated to them and will they take these great truths and narrow these great truths into unworthy and unrealistic modes as it passes from lip to lip But though the crowd is the object, the crowd of Christianity, it is not the custodian. You'll have to take this up with the founder of this great commonwealth himself. Any person here today or watching online or in your neighborhood, any person that will just look at Christianity, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Wow, everlasting life. I'm telling you, any person that will take the doubt the walls down and look at Christianity for what it truly is will never walk away from it. You will embrace it. You will raise your children in it. You will dedicate your business to it. You will become a kingdom man and a kingdom woman. Because I'm telling you, when it comes right down to it, the gospel is good news. Life eternal. Kingdom living is the only way to live in this dark world. Without argument or pressure. But by the mere practicalness of this aim and the pathos of the compassion of Jesus Christ, this kingdom message forces its dignified majesty on every serious life. The kingdom of heaven is a society of the best men do... (coughs) Working for the best ends. Trying to use the very best methods they have. (laughs) You can't count the membership because it's a number that cannot be numbered. Its methods are as various as human nature. Its field is the world. It's a commonwealth. But yet it honors our king. It is a brotherhood, but yet it acknowledges the fatherhood of God. It's not in our terms a philosophy, but the Lord, the world looks to that for light. It's not a political movement, but it is still the incubator of the greatest laws. It is more human than the government. It is more human than the state because it deals with the deepest needs of human nature the soul. It is a propaganda, folks, but yet it works not with agitation, but with ideals and revelation. You could call it a religion, but yet it holds the worship of God mainly to the service of men. And this glorious society, the kingdom of God, owns no wealth, but it distributes fortunes. This society keeps no minutes, but history records everything. Has no membership role because nobody can save themselves. It has one law, and that is loyalty. It has one message, and that is the message of love. Now, if you're going to look at this religion of Christianity and, and, and look at it as an extra thing to add on to your life, if you're going to look at it as something to separate and only for the compartment of the soul, If you're going to look at this as an extra, oh, well, it's an extra accomplishment. It's like my music lessons. It's an extra accomplishment. It's like a special talent of art. Then you are totally missing and misapprehending the nature of the kingdom. Because it is that which fills all in all. It is that anointing, it is that vision that fills every compartment of your life. The scripture says, in him we live and we move and we have our being. If you take away the action, and it is not. You take away the... You take away people, you take away streets, you take away boulevards, you take away shopping malls, you take away skyscrapers, you take away the galleria, you take away character, houses, and it ceases to be. Oh, without, without these, there may be sentiment, adoration, superstition, mysticism, uh, whatever. Then you may even call it a religion, But it will not be the kingdom of the Son of Man. Christ's gift to us is life. A rich and abundant life. A life meant for living. An abundant life that doesn't show itself in abundant dreaming, but abundant living. With real intangible objects that has and it has an actual purpose for it. And therein comes John, the revelator, on Patmos. And in his prayer, God opens up the curtains and removes the firmament and shows him a vision that God has for earth. Now, I want to read this, and I want you to hear this. Revelation 21, 1 to 5. Look at this. John said, this is John, okay? He's in the presence of God. He said, I'm seeing something. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Woo! <laughs> I, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more seed. See, Excuse me. Then I, John, I saw the holy city. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Isn't that beautiful? Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man and he will dwell with them and they will be his people God himself will be with them and be their God he saw a vision oh I wish I had some beautiful music playing here right now because that verse needs music doesn't it doctor that verse needs music it just needs that oh wow speak of musician, there he is wow I'm telling you miracles are happening here (laughs) and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes there will be no more death no more sorrow (laughs) I hate to watch the news I don't want to hear the news. Because it's all bad. Oh. If I can just focus on John's visitation from God. Because he said, I saw a new Jerusalem coming down. Out of heaven. The old earth and the old heaven passed away. He said... And I saw God wiping away every tear from their eyes. <laughs> then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. No more tears. No more pain. No more shame. No more sin. No more sorrow. Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Right now. These words down Because these words are true It's going to happen John These words are faithful It's going to come to pass God John Tell the world And over in uh, Oh something stands out In Revelation 22 In verse 3 Can you put that up Oh, and look at this. And there will be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb of God shall be in it. And look at that next verse. And his servants shall serve him. Wow. So, okay. Hold on. Then. In this. In this now. Hold on. No music here right now. Thank you. I'm hard to get along with. I know I'm hard to work with. but. It's humble people like you that God places in my life, so you can put up with me. I love, love you. So here we see John when he sees this vision. Guess what, Inspire? You're confronted with a new definition of Christianity because he's dealing with the nuts and bolts of life. He's dealing with the city. It may be that the real definition of a Christian is a perfect saint being a perfect citizen. Because after all, he's dealing with a city. It's a city. A city has citizens, workers, policemen, lawyers. Teachers, doctors, housewives, truck drivers, and gas attendants, shopping mall workers. That's what he's dealing with. And we are here to make our city. We are here to make this city a good city. In fact, this is the present hour work for all of Christianity. Not play church, but do the work. The city is strategic because the city makes the town, the town makes the village, and the village makes the country. He who makes a city makes the world. Can you imagine what would happen in any city? One, two, three or four churches took on the responsibility and say this. You're the God of this city. We're going to have revival in this city. And we start knocking doors and we start sharing Jesus and we start healing the sick and and setting captives free. My God, my God, my God. Can you imagine the kingdom of God would absolutely explode in this generation? People don't dispute you having religion in your church, but they want to see it in the city. All cities, any city where citizens are baptized in the Holy Spirit, like Inspire. And all of a sudden, we're filled with the Holy Spirit and the presence of God begins to flow out from the church into the streets, inundating every house, every business, every shopping mall, every gas station. Oh, my God. One Christian city, one Christian city can see the redemption of the world. And this was the kind of vision that John saw in his dream. Now, whatever reference you want to make from this vision, connect it with the world to come. I don't see anything wrong with that because I believe that's also. But I also believe it's equally lawful for me to look at that vision and say, you know what? I can connect that to the present world that I'm living in today. John saw a city. Descend him from heaven, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He was familiar with the city. It was oh, oh, well, that's Jerusalem, where John lived. But he said it was a new Jerusalem coming down. <laughs> he recognized it. Now we speak of of this Jerusalem as, as a synonym of heaven, but why don't you take it simply as it stands? A new Jerusalem. Try to restore the natural force of its impression. And bring it into this day 2022 in Houston, Texas. Oh, what if John were alive today? And what if John was in Houston, Texas last night? What if he lived in Houston? And what if he came to inspire church? And said, Pastor Andrew... I need to get with your bishop. I need to get with your leaders. What is it, I had a vision. I had a vision. I had a vision. I I, I, want to share it. I want to share it. It's a Sunday morning. Dr. Hurd comes up and says, ladies and gentlemen, we really do have a special guest here today. He's John from Patmos. He's John the Revelator. He's alive and he's well. John had a vision of the city of Houston. He wants to share it with Inspire. What if he stepped behind this pulpit and said, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Last night I had a vision of Houston. I saw a new Houston coming down out of heaven in the vision I saw God go through the streets (laughs) and I saw him wipe the tears from the eyes of a mother who just lost her son I saw God in this vision walk through your city, inspire. And I saw he found everybody that was full of pain, everybody that was full of sorrow. He removed it out of their mind, out of their heart. He healed every broken heart. There was, I saw, I I, I just saw pain and sorrow disintegrate, disappear. It was no more. I saw, I saw people who were crying. They're smiling now. There's, he gave them beauty for their ashes. He comforted them. And then I heard a voice saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with you, Houston. Welcome to your new heaven. Welcome to your new earth. You want to be a cr- Christian? Well, be one. How? By believing. Believe in what? Believing in Jesus Christ. Come on. I'm closing in five minutes. Don't talk. please. Please. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in your city. Believe that God wants to have a revival in your city of Houston. Can you imagine having your street filled with the Holy Spirit? Oh, get rid of that page out of your mind that says it can't be done. It won't happen. Tear it up and start believing. Believe that Jesus Christ wants to have revival in Houston. And he wants to wipe away all the tears. Anybody cry this week? Anybody know anybody this morning? I'm to heal the brokenhearted. What else do I believe, Lloyd? Believe in yourself. Believe that you're a son and daughter of God and God has anointed you to do the work of the ministry. Go heal the sick. You don't have to bring them to me or Pastor Andrew. You can lay hands on the sick. The Bible says these signs will follow them that believe. My God, if you've got a sick neighbor, go knock on their doors. Pick up your phone and say, look, I just want to come and pray for you. I've been burdened for you. I want to come and pray for your healing. And walk into their home and and say, look, this is what I, I do. It all the time, folks. I do it all the time. I don't just do it behind the pulpit. I just walk into a home and I say, look, I'm going to build your faith. God loves you. God can heal you. He's got all healing power. And the Bible says, if anybody will agree... It shall be done I'm agreeing with you And now look Would you Let me lay hands on you Yes When I lay hands on you Oh I always do that That kind of ignites the miracle I said when I lay hands on you You're going to feel the power of God Flow from your head To the soles of your feet You're going to feel that pain go We're going to take authority over that cancer We're going to take authority over dementia We're going to We're going to take authority over Parkinson's We're going to rebuke tuberculosis. We're going to take authority over Lou Gehrig. And you will be healed. That's the kingdom vision. No more pain. No more tears. No more sorrow. Believe in who? Believe in you. When was the last time you, you called somebody and said... Would you join us in church today at Inspire? When was the last time? My God, I grew up on this. We used to do this all the time. I preached, Dr. Heard and me, I preached revival for weeks and weeks and weeks. Hundreds and thousands got saved. Night after night. Because that's what the kingdom is. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and the saints would would call would call these four people. I want you to come to church with me tonight. I want you to come to church. Your neighbors are waiting for an invitation to come to inspire. Your co-workers are waiting for you to look at them with passion about the kingdom of God. So I'm telling you, you gotta come with me. You gotta come with me. It is so beautiful. Where where, where do you begin? Well, begin where Jesus did. (laughs) Begin in your home. Beautify your home. (laughs) Some of you need to put a new coat of paint on your home. Tear down that old wallpaper and put a new wallpaper up. Walk through your house Take the anointing oil And touch your couch with it Touch your kitchen with it Touch every bed And declare As for me and my house This is a kingdom house Joy Peace Comfort Righteousness lives here Put it all over your house Prophesy over your home And says As for me and my house We're going to serve the Lord 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 take authority over that demon of rebellion take authority over that demon of drugs come on take authority over that demon of confusion that's trying to destroy and mess your own child's thinking up whether he's a he or a she take authority over it you're a kingdom warrior cast it out of your family cast it out of your home somebody help me here right now we're in a spiritual war. Make your home be beautiful. Make your home beautiful. Come on, I'm challenging men in this place. Start helping your wife out around the home. Ah. Walk through your home. Put new paint on the walls. Vacuum the carpet. Shampoo and make it beautiful. Beautiful. Take those air condition filters out And make them fresh air Drain your pipes Drain the pipes in your home until it's sweet And after all you've done You've arranged for heaven But heaven is not there Because heaven's in you Heaven's in me And it's in my kindness, it's in my love, it's in my gentleness, it's in my sacrifice. That's what heaven really is while upon this earth. It's in my service for the kingdom of God. And after you dad, after you discover this revelation, sit down with your family, teach it to them. But don't teach it as a doctrine. Teach it as your brand new discovery. Hey kids, look what I've just discovered. I've discovered this. We're all kingdom people. And I've discovered that we are building God's kingdom. I've discovered that God wants to bless us when we're going out and coming in. I've discovered that God wants to bless the the work of our hands. I've discovered that God has has healed us 2,000 years ago. I have discovered that God wants to save your friends at school. He wants to save my workers at the job. He wants to pour out His presence all over this neighborhood live out your discovery live out your discovery and after you've done that head out into Houston head out into your city and do for your city what you have done for your house beautify it ventilate it, drain it and don't allow anything to enter your streets that are dark rebellious and demonic Prophesy to your streets. Plead the blood of Jesus over your city. <laughs> if you're any teachers here. Wave to me teachers. Educate this city. Educate this city. <laughs> Educate it. Church it. Amuse it. Any financial people here wave to me. Come on, wave. Christianize your capital. Teach people how to Christianize their capital. Dignify labor. Join councils. Join committees. They've got to hear a righteous voice. They've got to hear a righteous voice. They've got to have been led by somebody who knows where we're going. They've got to have that. You ask me which of these are the most important. I say there's only one superlative importance that's you. You by far are the most important person in the city. You by far, your Christian anointing. This church is the greatest contribution in the city of Houston. If a city's Sodom or Gomorrah, if there'd be 10 righteous people, just 10, just 10, just 10. I'm here to serve notice on the devil Your kingdom's coming down You murdering, drug infested Rebellious spirit From hell Go back to where you came from In the pit of hell If there be ten Just ten, 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 ten God says "I'll, I'll save the city We've got hundreds here We've got thousands here All over the world He's gonna save, he's gonna save it, he's gonna save it, he's gonna save it. Oh my god, he's gonna save this city, he's gonna save your family, he's gonna ah, he's gonna save your city, he's gonna save your family, he's gonna save your neighborhood. That's what he came for. It's idle chatter. If you think Jesus is just supposed to be a social reformer By just getting involved and helping organizations That's not what it's about No, no It's not a just about when we need better laws It's not about that No, these are among his objects But his first mission Was not to look at the law books The crime statistics Uh. Uh-uh. No, his first provision was I'm going to give the city better men good fathers good husbands obedient sons that's what they need first that's what they need first because a good father can raise a great family A good son can honor his parents Oh my God A good husband will always protect his wife Oh my God, my God, my God, my God I hope you're feeling something today Because you are a kingdom woman You're a kingdom man And God has called you for greatness in this city If every company If every corporation Every airport worker if every company had a worker like the carpenter of Nazareth they would never be a work shortage they would never be a labor dispute oh my God they would never be a work strike if every street in Houston had at least one home on it like the home of Mary and Bethany we would see so many marriages healed We would see so much beautiful Obedient children We would see the domestic life Of our city transformed In this generation Men are good men But the goodness just Doesn't stop there Men are good leaven Leaven makes something rise But the good leaven Has to mix with The bad leaven we're called to be in this world but not of this world. We're called to change this world. Amen. And 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 if if the leaven doesn't work in our life, if it what does leaven do? It makes something rise. What are you called to do? You're called to change the atmosphere. You're called to make men rise up to their greatness. Out of their pit of sin. Out of their pits of darkness and depression. You are the leaven to the unleavened society here. So the question is that I've got to ask is, is my goodness helping others or is it my own personal luxury? When's the last time I want a soul to Jesus? Am I really, really helping my city? Is my goodness telling to my city? Can they see it? Can they, do they see me? Do they hear me? Do they, do they feel me? Or am I just another resident here? Is it bringing one soul to Jesus? Jesus went about doing good. And here's the thing. He didn't stop. Oh, oh, I've got to do a religious act. He didn't stop his life to perform a religious act. His life was his religion. He went about doing good. Everywhere he went, he was about his father's uh, his father's business. Every village along the highway had somebody waiting to be helped. Wherever he found the poor, they became his clients. Wherever he found the sick, they became his opportunity. Oh, oh! I got to read one more voice and verse And then we're done Revelation 21 and 22 The same vision Of the new heaven and earth Oh, but look at this He said, I saw the tears wiped away I saw new heaven But I saw no temple For the Lord God Almighty And the Lamb are its temple I saw no temple I saw no temple you can't hardly drive down the street and not see a temple in Houston they're everywhere but there's coming a day when there'll be no temple could it be that the mission of the church is to delete itself that the final glorious mission of the church is to end its mission. There's been a lot of things done in ignorance and you can't dislodge the religion of Jesus Christ from the hearts of humanity. In so many lands around the world, religion has taken Jesus out of the streets and taken the Son of Man and made Him a priest of an order. In so many lands around the world, they they have taken... They they have taken Christianity They've stolen it from the world and, And they've imprisoned it Behind altar rails The old original Jerusalem Was all temple The medieval church was all temple But this new Jerusalem Coming down Had no temple Had no temple There wasn't no need for a temple Because the whole environment Society and atmosphere was filled with God's glory Oh my It was a God inhabited society There was no more pain There was no more crying Nobody was killing Nobody was stealing Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see the children playing on the streets? Can you hear the music of praise and worship Coming out of your streets? God said write this down Because this is the way it's going to be This is the way it's going to be don't you think I'm against churches because I'm not in fact if if it was my mission to build the church first thing. if it was my mission to build a city the first thing I would do was take a stone and lay it for the foundation of the church because Jesus said upon this rock I'll build my church I'll build inspire and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and then Revelation 22 and 3 and 4 They will, his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name shall be on their their forehead. You'll see his face when in eternity? No, tomorrow. Because you're going to go out and declare Jesus. And wherever you declare Jesus, Jesus is. Somebody's going to see Jesus in you I'm telling you And you're going to speak and prophesy Love and goodness And the, that, the word of the, they're going to hear the word of the Lord My God, my God, my God Is this beautiful Jesus said he who receives a child Receives me This is how we become like God This is how God's character becomes written On our character Acts react upon souls Good acts make good men. Kind acts make kind men. Just acts make just men. Religious or divine acts make divine men. The last thing I say, and then, doctor, you're going to come. But then, can I give an altar call? Can I give an altar call after that? I just feel like something is happening on a whole new level here I didn't bring revival I don't bring it I come in and step into the waters that already have been troubled by the prayers of the saints of Inspire the last thing I say is this be thankful for the city you're in Houston Texas be thankful that you have the chance to to build the walls of your city. A little closer to heaven. And as the weeks go by. As you continue to worship. And as the day breaks tomorrow. As you face the world. Seek your city. Seek God for your city. Lord whatever. You're doing in this city. Don't do it without me. Don't do it without me, dear Lord. Lord, bless the policemen doing the work of the kingdom. Bless the doctors doing the work of the kingdom. Bless the lawyers doing the work of the kingdom. Bless all the teachers doing the work of the. Oh God, we we're not going to lose our schools. We're gonna we're gonna restore our schools in the name of Jesus Christ. Because God, there's a new Houston coming down out of heaven.